Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Happy to be back in the studio here after the crop production show in Saskatoon. Made the trip back and braved the cold. Today we'll hear a researcher with the University of Saskatchewan after the provincial government announced some funding for crop research at this week's crop production show. Speaking of which, the show also announced the inaugural winner of its Innovation Award and Do More Ag's website, Ag Talk, has seen steady growth since it launched last summer. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. This is SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director Ryan Young. SaskAg Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Farm Fresh Water. Fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. 29 crop science projects from researchers at the University of Saskatchewan have received a total of close to $7.5 million from the governments of Canada and Saskatchewan, and more than $2.5 million in co-funding from industry partners. The USASC crop research projects received support from Saskatchewan's Agriculture Development Fund, meant to aid the growth and advancement of the agricultural industry in the province through innovative work solving modern questions in agricultural science. Sabine Beniza is a researcher at the University of Saskatchewan who's getting $2.2 million for root rot research. Okay, so I guess the first thing I, I want to say is that it is, um, and that was already hinted at, um, a, a big collaborative research project between three institutions. So the Crop Development Center at the University of Saskatchewan, um, the National Research Council in Saskatoon, and then the um, Lethbridge, the Swift Current, and the Saskatoon Research Centers of Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada. So it's a, it's a really big group of scientists um, with different expertise because it's a very comprehensive proposal we put together that um, sort of shows, uh, does sort of focuses on, on resistance breeding, on pathogen biology, but also on, on agronomy. So very comprehensive. And the objective is really to fill some of the gaps we still have in, in this root rot 
disease in peas and land. Yeah. Can you describe you know, some of the losses that Athanomyces and other root rots cause to pulse crops and why it's important to, to get a handle on the situation? Yes. So um, yield loss can vary quite substantially. I mean, A, it depends on the infestation levels of fields and B, it depends on, on the conditions. So I, I think everybody sort of has heard that Athanomyces particularly thrives in the wet conditions. So um, most famously between 2012 and 16, when we had all the flooding, that's when it really exploded. And there we, sh we saw total shipwrecks, right? You can see yield losses up to uh, or close to 100%. If it's drier, maybe it's only as low as 10%, but it's really difficult to predict because weather uh, and soil conditions play such a big um, role in, in determining that. So it's dry right now, so not as much in the last few years, but if it does start raining again, do, 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 can we see an explosion? Well, um, the, the issue and what makes it so complicated is that we don't just deal with aphanomyces that likes the wet conditions, but it is really a complex and there, there is a, a second group of pathogens, several fusarium species, and they are not so much dependent on, on wet soils as such, but they are really sort of impacting plants whenever they are stressed. And that may even be under drought conditions, right? We know that plants and root systems are stressed when it's very dry, and then the fusarium can cause damage as well. It's usually not as dramatic as under the really wet conditions, yeah. but in a way, regardless of what is happening in the soil, we seem to see some damage now because our fields are so heavily yeah. infested. In general terms, how many different types of root rots are there in, in, in broad terms and uh, you'll be looking at all of them? So um, in general, we think that there are, uh, well, obviously the Aphanomyces and then there are probably three Fusarium species that we think are sort of most important. And um, we at the moment have, uh, at least from the resistance breeding point of view, have focused in on Aphanomyces, obviously, and then one Fusarium species, Fusarium avenaceum. There is another Fusarium species, Fusarium solani, that is important as well, but we still have to sort of get a better handle on um, the diversity in that population, because we know that these Fusarium species can also infect, for example, the cereals, but we don't know whether there are subpopulations that specialize on the pulses versus the cereals. And we have to figure that one out first before we can start resistance breeding. Yeah. Have, have we made much progress to date or are we just sort of at the beginning stages of this? Um, we definitely have advanced, particularly in the peas. We were very, very lucky there in that um, researchers in France and in the US had already worked on Aphanomyces root rot for a decade before we even sort of detected that pathogen here. And so we could use the sources of resistance so the lines they had identified and started crossing. And so we now have adapted material that has some partial resistance against that particular pathogen. Um, but it's sort of really the first generation and um, because they, they were specifically bred for the resistance, they are not yet the really high yielding material we want to see. So, But we are sort of getting much closer there to having varieties that have some resistance. And how long is this project uh, the funding for? This a strategic research yeah. initiative is for five years and a big 
part of that funding goes into pea and lentil breeding because I think we all understand that resistance will probably be the, the best tool we have for, for managing this disease complex. Sabine Beniza is a researcher at the University of Saskatchewan who's getting $2.2 million for root rot research. We're going to take our first break here on SaskAg today, but coming on the other side, we're going to stay with the Crop Production Show as they announce their first ever Innovation Award winner. We're back with SaskAg Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the program. The 41st edition of the Western Canadian Crop Production Show is in the books. There was good traffic flow all three days in spite of the bitter cold. A first-time event was the Innovation Awards, which were presented yesterday. Leanne Hurlbert is the Agriculture Manager at Saskatoon's Prairieland Park. Well, you know, our committee sits around the table when we start planning our events each year, and it's something we've seen at different events, and you know, we have some of the, the best exhibitors here in the country, and we thought, you know what, we need to start recognizing some of the hard work they're doing to for new products and services. We had 70 apply for our first year, which we were like, wow, we weren't quite expecting that, so it was great, and um, our judges had a very difficult time. We had a panel of farmers that each judged individually, and they scored according to our score sheets. There was a wide range of judge criteria, innovation and impact, appeal and design, novelty, utility and function, ingenuity, quality and scope, value, marketability, and environmental sustainability. The winner of the first innovation award at the Crop Production Show is Analita Soil Solutions in Nisku, Alberta. Analita uses castings from worms and that is applied to agricultural soils in a liquid or granular form. This is Analita's Director of Sales, Jamie DePape. What we do is we take waste products from the local grocer, no meats, fats and dairies, produce, plant waste, things like that, coffee grounds from local coffee shops, inner city manures, cardboard, so all these waste streams. We actually feed 10 different ingredients, a stable diet every single day to our worms, so this is made into an emulsion, somewhat of a manure-like consistency, fed to the top of the bed, the worms are coming up and eating it, and then leaving their excrement, the castings. We have a 35 to 60 day process from top to bottom, which gets us, basically we simulated the soil microbiome. The goal is to create superfood for the soil, essentially utilizing mother nature to stimulate it and follow it up with a good food source and continue to grow the soil microbiome. Second place was awarded to Redicop Manufacturing Seed Control Unit. The system uses an impact mill to crush weed seeds as they exit a combine. There is a 98% kill rate on weeds such as cochia. Third place went to the SWAT camera crop crop domestic technology. Nice pun there. The cameras mount on either side of the spray boom and take images every 60 feet. The SWAT camera distinguishes between the crop and a weed and generates a plant count as well. The data forms a map which is used to make decisions on variable rate fertilizer and herbicide applications. The technology can be used on canola and soybean crops and is undergoing testing this year on cereals and lentils. You're listening to SaskAg Today on 620 CKRM. Coming up next on the other side of the break is today's Ag Review. You're tuned in to SaskAg Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. 
Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers, and My Grain Exchange, ready to market your 2023 crop, head over to MyGrainExchange.com and try their low-risk grain auctions. The weakest prices in over three years, combined with prospects of another drought, are expected to put a dent in canola acres as cropping decisions for 2024 are finalized. While the entire oilseed complex has been trending lower for the last 18 months, canola futures have dropped to their lowest level since late 2020. Left field commodity research analyst Jonathan Dreger says we were just over 22 million acres last year and he thinks we'll be about 21 and a half million this year. He says they also expect spring wheat acres to drop slightly while comparatively strong markets for crops traditionally grown in dry conditions such as durum and pulses are expected to drive higher acres. Dreger says looking ahead, today's supply and demand and grains stocks reports from the USDA could be a big wild card setting the tone for the next month. The new year still hasn't whetted the appetite for corn from the United States to Alberta feedlots. Jim Busicom, president of Marketplace Commodities in Lethbridge, says the local feed grain market was more active after the holidays than it had been throughout December. He says with futures at contract lows and the Canadian dollar closer to 75 cents U.S., it keeps the price of corn very competitive here. Prices for corn and barley are in ongoing declines, according to Busicom, with prices now down to $300 Canadian per metric ton delivered for both. Much of Alberta saw below normal temperatures during the past week. However, Busicom believes the frigid temperatures will cause few disruptions to grain deliveries, if any. As the world's supply of grain for 2023-24 was increased to 2.307 billion metric tons, the International Grain Council bumped its projections for wheat and corn while trimming those for soybeans. The London-based IGC released its first monthly report of the new calendar year yesterday, listing total grain production up from its November call of 1.872 million metric tons. The IGC does not issue reports for December. Among the changes the Council made for January, production increases included Australia from 37 million metric tons to now 39.3 million, Canada up from 55.5 million to 59.1 million, and China now at 434.7 million compared to 426.4 million previously. Also, the IGC upped its projection on total grain ending stocks from 584.9 million metric tons to 590.2 million. The next monthly report from IGC is scheduled for February 15th. China has prohibited the import of pig, pig products and wild boars from Bangladesh. That's after the World Organization for Animal Health reported an outbreak of African swine fever at a farm in the country's major port city of Chittagong. China Customs says the move is to protect the safety of the country's livestock industry and prevent the introduction of epidemics. Animal and plant waste that are unloaded from ships, aircraft and other forms of transportation vehicles from Bangladesh must be disposed of under the supervision of Customs. 
Farmers in China who raise half of the world's pigs have ramped up the slaughter of tens of millions of pigs since November as they struggled with high costs, low prices and an outbreak of African swine fever. Ukraine exported 4.8 million metric tons of food via its Black Sea Corridor in December, surpassing the maximum monthly volume exported under a previous UN-brokered grain deal. Prior to Russia's invasion in February of 2022, Ukraine exported about 6 million metric tons of food per month via the Black Sea. It now relies on the corridor along its western Black Sea coast near Romania and Bulgaria, its small parts on the Danube River, and exports over land via Eastern Europe. Kyiv believes it has managed to dislodge Russian forces from the western part of the Black Sea, securing grain exports which are crucial to its economy as well as important imports. Via its small ports on the Danube River, Ukraine exported 1.3 million metric tons of food in December. Ukraine has exported 15 million metric tons of cargo through its Black Sea corridor since creating it in August, including 10 million metric tons of agricultural goods. At the Agriculture Desk, with the Agriculture Headlines, I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM Farm Precision Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. I'm here with Phil Spivak from Precision Weather, and Phil, the forecast is looking pretty simple here. It's going to be frigid, cold, and we might as well just stay inside for the next few days. That is uh, good advice in general because it's not only uh, uncomfortably cold, it is dangerous cold. We're talking uh, when you get wind chills under minus 40, which we have uh, persistently been through the day and likely will be right through Sunday, even part of Monday, because while we get temperatures starting to trend up, the wind will come up a little to make up for it. This, this wind chill uh, combination can really trigger frostbite in a very short amount of time. So the less time you uh, can be exposed to this, the better off uh, through the through the day today. The extreme cold warning is in effect. And I have temperatures for highs and lows, but the problem is this kind of air mass is having trouble warming and it's also having trouble following the normal cycle. So the high today, minus 27, the low tonight, minus 32. We will maybe get back to that. We've already been to minus 28. We'll wobble back and forth a bit uh, more often than not. We're just sort of wobbling in that range. So saying a specific high, specific low, almost a moot point because you factor the wind chill and it's in those low to mid minus 40s through the stretch. Some flurries and light snow around, a lot of blowing more than anything. It's a very light snow. It may accumulate a bit, but it's going to have our time accumulating. It's just such a fine snow at these temperatures. More of the same tonight. Tomorrow, uh, minus 30 will do it tomorrow. I don't think we cracked that at all. Uh, the wind chill staying around minus 44. Not much change Saturday night and Sunday. The wind, like I said, picks up a bit. We'll start to get a few higher gusts later Sunday night into Monday. So you take the same temperature as that in the wind, and it's just that much more of a notch into the dangerous category. But the good news of that is that the wind coming up on Monday accompanies a warm-up. We get back toward normalcy. Tuesday's temperature, minus 12 under a mostly sunny sky. Thank you very much, Phil. And like I said earlier, it's not really a good day to be outside at all. If you can stay inside as much as possible, that would be super.
as I'm looking at a map here of uh, the province of Saskatchewan, the entire province is under an extreme cold warning, as is, is interestingly Alberta as well, under an extreme cold warning. Anyway, the normal highs for this time of period, much warmer than what we're experiencing right now. Minus 11 degrees, normal lows, again, much higher than what we're experiencing, minus 23. The sun rose in Regina this morning at around 8.55, and the sun will set at 5.19 this afternoon. And taking a look around the province, pretty cold. Saskatoon, minus 35. Swift Current, minus 34. Assiniboia, minus 33. Yorkton and Melville, minus 28. Mooseman minus 29, Weyburn minus 29, and Estevan minus 27, and they are the least coldest spot in the province. As for the cold spot in Saskatchewan, it's up in Uranium City again at minus 41.6 degrees. In Regina, cloudy sky and some drifting snow. Northwest wind at 29 kilometers an hour, humidity uh, 68%. Temperature minus 31 or minus 24 Fahrenheit. With the wind chill, minus 47. And the barometric pressure is at 103.2 and rising. In Moose Jaw, light snow, northwest wind at 22. Temperature, minus 32, minus 47 with the wind chill. Again in Regina, cloudy, drifting snow, northwest wind at 29. And temperature, minus 31 degrees. Coming up next is a follow-up with Do More Ag. I spoke with the executive director of the organization on how one of their websites is going to this point. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com and Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. A peer-to-peer -peer platform for people in the agriculture industry to share their struggles with mental health has been doing well since it launched last year. The Do More Agriculture Foundation launched Ag Talk at Canada's Farm Show last June. I had the chance to follow up with the executive director of Do More Ag, Megs Reynolds, on how the platform is doing. So Ag Talk is a, a national peer-to-peer -peer support platform, which is powered by a company called Together All. It's free for anyone 16 years and older, connected to agriculture. Um, it's fully anonymous, so you don't have to worry about anyone knowing that you're there and it's monitored 24-7 by mental health clinicians. We have seen an increase in signups each month. We, of course, don't know, you know names or anything of, of personal data, um, but we do have some of the statistics around it, um, understanding you know, some of the topics people are looking to talk about being you know, economic or, or money stress. Um, we do know that a number of the people that have signed up don't feel like they have any other type of mental health support outside of that platform, meaning they're not talking to a professional, but they're also not talking to anyone else in their lives. And we also know that um, a higher percentage of those that are there have also thought about um, self-harm in the, the past 12 months as well. So we're really excited to see that, you know, people are there and they're using it and they're, and they're being able to connect to that peer-to-peer -peer support or to mental health professionals through the platform because the platform really was designed to be a place to connect for support for those not yet comfortable to call a mental health professional or to connect to more traditional therapy um, modalities. 
Is there a number uh, as to how many have uh, signed up or subscribed to Ag Talk to this point? Um, there, there are certain numbers that we get from Together All, and I can say that you know, there's every month we have uh, additional people. Like the usage of the site is growing, um, but at this point, it, it's not numbers that we're going to be releasing. We want to make sure people feel safe to sign up and not feel like they're just becoming part of a statistic by doing so. Yeah, that's fair. That that makes sense. Um, is there anything else that uh, you wanted to add or some things that uh, that we should know about with uh, Do More Ag and what's going on? I would say there's always lots going on. And so the best place to, you know, see what's new and what's exciting would be to uh, either follow us online or check out our website, which is domore.ag. We launched an ambassador program this year. So we have ambassadors across Canada, which is new and which is exciting. But the website is also a great place to either connect to the resources that exist at a provincial or national level, or also to connect to information. So it could be, you know, how to combat stress at harvest. It could be what to expect when calling a support line or making an appointment with a, a mental health professional. So there's a, a wealth of information that's there. Ag Talk is available in English and French. When a person signs up, they can see posts from other people, connect with individuals who are experiencing similar thoughts and feelings, as well as access a range of tools and services. To check it out, visit www.domore.ag slash agtalk. We're going to take another break here on Sask Ag today, and we'll have the latest Ministry of Agriculture report previewing an upcoming conference. Again, you're listening to Saskag today on 620 CKRM. You're tuned in to Saskag today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town number yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Today's Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture report comes courtesy of Jordan Johnson, a livestock and feed extension specialist based in Swift Current. She gives a preview of a women's ag conference coming up in Rock Glen. The Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture is excited to present the 7th Annual Celebrating Rural Ranching Women Conference this February 1st and 2nd in Rock Glen, Saskatchewan. This event originated in the Southwest and is dedicated to celebrating the strength of Saskatchewan's rural women. Come down to Rock Glen for a two-day workshop to build skills related to livestock production and ranch management. This event will include a variety of technical presentations and discussions alongside networking opportunities with other ranching women. Our event kicks off on Thursday with a session focused on ranch management. Local nurse practitioner will discuss strategies to manage mental health on your operation. Roxanne Olenek and Laura Turand with MNP will discuss common hurdles they encounter with succession planning and how to overcome them. The afternoon will wrap up with a hands-on session focused on communication and conflict management. Following a break for supper, attendees also have the option to participate in a networking and sign painting activity with Starlight Market. Friday's production-focused agenda begins with a rotation of technical updates on gopher control methods, polycrops, grasshopper control for forages, restoring native grasslands, and on the importance of litter for pasture management. This session will be followed by a presentation on nutritional management considerations for herds that are experiencing high open rates this winter. 
The afternoon features a discussion on internal parasite control methods for cattle and horses with local veterinarian Dr. Bonnie Brandt from Borderland Veterinary Clinic, followed by a hands-on session using EPDs to select bulls and heifers for your operation. Our event concludes with a producer panel featuring several local producers discussing strategies that their operations have used to make genetic improvements in their herd while keeping narrow margins top of mind. Tickets are available for this event until January 24th and can be purchased by accessing the event on the Ega events online calendar at saskatchewan.ca for more information on this event or for assistance with registration please call the agriculture knowledge center at 1-866-457-2377 hope to see you there that's jordan johnson with the ministry of agriculture up next is today's market update again you're listening to saskag today on 620 ckrm Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Canola is up though, three dollars and twenty cents at five eighty-eight twelve. Feed barley is down five dollars to two forty-two fifty-eight. Number one red spring wheat is down a dollar thirty-seven cents at three eighteen sixty-one. The rest are unchanged. Durham four forty-six ninety-two. Chickpeas eleven sixty-eight forty-four. Flax 591.04, lentils 777.50, oats 290.32, yellow peas 446.38, and feed wheat 228.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March is down one and a half cents at six dollars and ninety-eight and a half cents a bushel. Up next is the livestock report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now here are the latest quotes. Good afternoon. This is Travis Platt with Heartland Livestock Moose Jaw. This past Thursday, we had our first regular sale of 2024, and here's how it went. Them good cows are $1.20 to $8.30 with sales up to $8.44. Them medium cows are $1 to $8.20, and them counter cows are trading from $0.75 cents to a buck. Them good heiferettes are $1.80 to $2.20, and them bulls are $1.30 to $1.40 with sales up to $8.65. Next Tuesday, January 16th, we'll be having our first all-breed pre-sort and cow and bull sale to follow on the Thursday, January 18th. For any other marketing needs or looking to book in, don't be afraid to give us a call at 692-2385. This is Travis Platt with Heartland Livestock Moose Jaw. Good day and good selling. The latest pork prices are at $167.71 per CKG. Up next is the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. The Canada Energy Regulator is slated to hear oral arguments today from the company building the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion. The Crown Corporation behind the project, Trans Mountain Corporation, has run into difficulties drilling through Hard Rock in B.C. and is requesting a pipeline variance. It is asking permission to use a different size of pipe for a 2.3-kilometer stretch of pipeline. The regulator previously denied that request, citing concerns around safety and pipeline integrity, but Trans Mountain has said it now believes that without the change, the project could face a two-year delay in completion. 
On the markets, the TSX is up 80 points at 20,999. The Dow is down 118 points to 37,592. Oil is up 85 cents at $72.87 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 74.60 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the On Demand SaskAg Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's fr- Friday's edition of SaskAg Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice weekend. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.